for all my people out there that got a job. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that frightens us most. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant shine, as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. And that is a poem by Marion Williamson. But most of you may know it from Coach Carter because that's one of my favorite movies. And he gave that speech. He kept asking Cruz, I think it was, what his deepest fear was. And then Cruz gave him that quote back and I will never forget it. But I wanted to share that quote this week because it has been super tough for me to make this episode. Like, I know I'm late and the episodes was come out like Monday, but it has just been really tough for me to make this episode. And it's been super personal to me that I share this story with you, but it's time. And I'm hoping that by being free and and showing you guys what happened to me, that it will open a lot of people's eyes because the more and more I tell this story, as emotional as it is for me, it opens people's eyes to see what we really go through. So earlier this year, I know a lot of you may not know, but I live in Buda, which is a small town right out of Austin, South Austin. Earlier this year, I was actually targeted by police, intimidated at my own home. And The events of that night just, I mean, it traumatized me. I'm just going to be honest. It was a really, really tough night. And it was, (sighs) it it was a situation that compromised my safety. Like it definitely made me feel like I was not safe in my own home. I wasn't able to even stay in my home for a while after this incident. So what I'm talking about is one night. I live across the street from a police department and one night I was followed home by the police and then they sat outside my home for almost an hour and I called the police to get help because I was afraid. It was the same week that George Floyd was murdered and it was, I was already, the whole world was already heightened by that situation. And I think it was right before Breonna Taylor's murder or the situation got so big. So it was, it was a time and um, I actually went up to the station and the recording that I'm about to release is what happened when I went up to the station. And I just want you guys to know that you will be blown away by the response of the police. You will be blown away by the sh- the actual call when they replay it back when I called the police and how I was treated and how blatantly I was told that just because I said that I was black, they did not care about my life. They're going to openly say it. We're going to dissect it next week. Me and D are going to sit down and dissect it. I just need you guys to know that even if you're black and you do absolutely nothing, you're just going home, you, you do nothing, you're just jogging, you're walking in your neighborhood, you can end up dead. You can end up dead. It's not a joke. <laughs> and this tape will show you exactly what I mean and exactly what I went through, me and my children. It was very traumatic. So I'm going to leave the tape with you. I'm going to uh, let you guys listen to it so you can be caught up for the next week's episode when we dissect it. I hope that this changes a lot of people's opinion. I hope that it pushes you guys to vote because at this point, it should be, it's a two-party system. So of course it should be, you know, Republicans against Democrats. But as a black person, you don't really get the choice to choose that because one party is literally destroying and harming your life. So you don't get the chance to think about what, what will help me financially? What will help me socially? You have to automatically think with your life because in this world, we're killed for nothing. We don't have the freedom and liberty that's in the Constitution. We have to literally vote to keep ourselves alive. So I'm hoping that you guys just get something out of this episode and really just sit back and think about what we go through. I'm just going to give a quick Black Sheep of the Week, and it's going to go to Lizzo because I love her. This week, she said that she was sick of being an activist because she's fat and Black. 
She wants to be an activist because she's talented, because her music is good, because she wants to change the world. And that is so fucking real. Like, I love Lizzo and her perspective is so needed. So shout out to you, Jen, for putting me on her years before she was famous. And I've, I've been thankful ever since. Like, I love Lizzo. I love all her music. She is so amazing. And the thing she says, is just like, as a black girl, you understand. And, you know, as a bigger woman, like, there's so many things that women who are bigger go through that you don't understand. She's a woman. She's black. And she's big. Like, it, no matter what she says, that's always going to be the forefront of whatever she goes through. And she's tired. She just wants to be known as an artist or whatever she's pers- passionate about. So she's my black sheep of the week. And... um. I know the world is going to shit. And literally I was on um, Tinder and a girl wrote me and was like, I know it's the end of the world, but how are you? And I'm like, I wish I could be a joke. Honestly, I wish I could just be like an opener girl, but I feel you. So (laughs) that's it, y'all. Please keep your peace. Peace. So, first of all, I want to apologize to you for the negative experience you had with this. That's that's not what we want for any of our citizens to have. Uh, so, when I first talked to you, when I told you um, that I would look into it, what I look at is policy violation and or criminal violations. Because anything you look at, you could always look at, well, we could have done things better. We could have, I mean, because there's nothing that we ever do that we could, that we don't learn from or we could have done things better. So after talking with you on the phone, uh, and then get, got officer statements, and then I reviewed video from the conversation that you had with, with Sergeant. Uh, there's no, there's no policy violations. Uh, so what Officer Fleming's, what what he told me was his statement is this, that he saw a car, and I and I want to explain everything to you and why we why we do things a certain way. He saw a car rolling at on Main Street late at night, and then the car takes the first available right. That's your neighborhood. Well, Left, we don't. Yeah. Right. I'm sorry. Right. Or left. Right. He, he, we don't. He's been here for five years, four years, but he's been a detective for the last three. So he was a cop for right around eighteen months or so. Then he got promoted to detective. Was in there for almost three years, and then he went back to patrol. So when I was on patrol eight years ago, I knew my I knew my neighborhoods. I knew that that green Hyundai car belonged to that house and that it's a woman with her son and that her uh, husband drives a green truck and that he usually pulls in at this time or they're leaving or something. And I know that, okay, that light's never on or I know they're out of town. So it takes a while for officers to learn their neighborhoods again. So he didn't recognize the car. He ran the license plate and it returns out of Boston. It returns to, um, yes, yes, ma'am. So we get a lot of stolen. I'm sure you've heard about all the burglaries and motor vehicles we get. We get a lot of stolen cars out of Austin. They get dumped here and then people will leave their keys in the car. So they'll dump a stolen from Austin here and then they steal a car from Buda and then they run up to Austin and commit more burglary motor vehicles and then they leave our car in Austin wherever they originated from. So he, he says that the car is slow rolling through the neighborhood. He runs it. It comes back out of Austin. So he's, he's, he's concerned. So slow he's, rolling through a neighborhood. Right. Cause I'm supposed to speed. No, I'm just, I mean, I get it. I mean, I'm trying so, to figure out where the suspicion started. So he says that at the stop sign, you stopped at the stop sign and then you, then you signaled intent at the stop sign. So if he was, I mean, if I'm being honest with, and I'm going to be completely honest with you, 
if I was suspicious of you, I would have let you up at the, at the stoplight. As soon as I got that violation for no, for failure signal intent within 200 feet of the stop sign, I'd have pulled you over. I'd have made contact with you. Hey, the reason I pulled you over, you failed signal intent within 200 feet. Right, where, because where, where it, it, it goes into like this. My house is right here. So either you can go straight or you can turn. And then like at the last second, I was like, you know what? I choose to turn instead of going right. straight in the same way. Right. Right. So, but he had the violation there. So I would have used that as a street cop. I would have used that and said, okay, I'm going to make the traffic stop on the suspicious vehicle. Um, and then he saw you pull into the neighborhood, uh, into your driveway. Well, he didn't know it was your driveway. And then he uh, continues to go down the road and then ran you by name and date of birth. And then that's when you came back out of Austin as well. So then he, he then he came back and he said he never saw y'all exit the vehicle. That's why he was out there so long. Um, when he slow drove by, he never saw all of us get out of the car. We got out immediately. And then we came back outside to, and saw him and stood there for a long time, like, what's going on? So I don't understand. He never saw that. Went back inside. I went to my backyard and saw him. He was right. there for a long time. Right. So he, then he states in one of his deals that he opened his driver's side window and hear, hear, hear a female's voice. I heard the voice say something to the effect of I'm a black female and 512. I don't know if that was you, you were giving your number or what. I could hear the voice continue to speak, but I could not understand what is being said. I was on the phone with the, office, with the right. cop, right? What I would have done is I would have taken the opportunity Go to over step there. out of the car, light up my flashlight, say, hey, is everything going all right? Hey, I'm I'm Officer Fleming. I'm I'm cruising your neighborhood. This is what I saw. Mm -hmm. He didn't do that, but it's not a violation. I mean, it's not a policy violation. Could it have been handled better? Absolutely. And we've discussed that with him. Well, I want you, when you call the police, I want you to feel that we're here to protect you. And I'm sorry you didn't get that that night. Yeah, absolutely not. Right. I... I'm sorry. Yeah, first, I, I just want to understand why sitting outside my house that long was even, like, why that, even if you tell someone was suspicious, I they never got your car. It makes no sense to sit there. And then as I'm on the phone with him and he's telling me he's gone, he's left, he's, he's still there. So after you've already been informed that I feel some type of way, this is my house, you know I've gone and why are you still outside my house? Right. So what I would have done, if I, was, and if I was a supervisor that night, I would have drove to your house. But what he did wasn't policy violation. It wasn't, it wasn't, there's no wrong doing in that. Could it have been handled differently? Yes. Would it have been better? Maybe not. It, it may have, but it, it may not have been. Uh, you know, I wish he would have stepped out of the car and said, hey, I, I'm here, I'm checking on you, or, you know, the car returns out of Austin. Uh, when you run someone's license plate, he didn't know you were a black female. Uh, I mean, when he ran my birthday and all that, you could have still thought that I was black. He knew the moment he when, heard when me he, say I was black, right, that I was black. But right. he still, he was there well 30 minutes after that. So if he heard me say what he said that he heard me say, he could, he 100% had to have seen me go back in my house. He had to have seen me come out of my house because... He was there when I came out of my house, so you had to he's, have seen he's me. Saying, he's saying he heard. He said he never saw you. He, his car was pointed towards my house, and if you can hear me, you can see me. And if I came outside, you heard me, and you stopped hearing me, obviously I'm at my house. You've gotten a call from your sergeant, lieutenant, or whatever, and you know at this point I live here, so why are you still outside my home? I just don't feel like a suspicion of someone not or going slow in a neighborhood or turning or whatever is enough cause i've never heard i've never had any white friend tell me that a cop followed them let alone stayed outside their house a whole hour that has never i have never heard that ever well, i've been i've been followed i've never uh, cops never said outside okay i've been followed many times and right. i've never had a cop sit outside right. my home so ever so when you were talking to him all our all our cars like when you pull up our our cad screen it will show like unit 183 or one 181 or whatever and so you can see like a blip on the, the screen that shows this unit. So when he was talking to you, in the video, you can see the blips. 
and and I mean I'll, I'm not going to speak for him, but uh, man, I just I want you to feel I want you to feel like you can call us no matter what, and it it truly breaks my heart if you you were scared. My kids and, were like terrified. I have kids. As a father, as a cop, that that breaks my heart. Uh, I I want you to know that if you ever need us, if your kids ever need us, we are there for you. you yeah, know? but when I call nine one one and then you get a teleprompter telling you this is not something to call the cops for, and which is like you said, a completely different unit. And then I get him who's telling me, basically, you don't have a right to be upset. This is nothing that you should be upset about. And my kids are scared. Well, why are your kids scared in the first place? Like, do you not see on TV? Do you not understand what's going on for my kids to be scared? And for you guys to say this is not a policy violation. There's many times black people don't violate any policies. They end up dead. So don't tell me somewhere where I pay rent. I don't have the right to call and feel any type of way. And yeah, the 911. I know I'm not saying you. I'm I'm talking about him specifically. The 911 operator was rude. But the way you were demeaning towards me was like completely of course there's no policy violation because cops get away with a whole lot that's not violating policies but there's a thin line between just doing a regular checkup or stopping at someone's house or pulling them over between just doing something that's not violating policy and, and us ending up dead it is a small line it is not something that I have to do that's really even anything to just end up dead so when I call the cops because someone is outside my home with a gun and I feel threatened, there's no reason why I should be demeaned and told that this is not something I should be calling about. So I understand that there was no policy violation, but the fact that you were here to make me feel safe is absolutely not what you did. You did the complete opposite of what your job is. You instead told me that you've known this guy five years and I should never even be. You basically was like, you shouldn't even be mentioning race. Like, how dare you go there? How dare I dare? Because at the end of the day, my children can't up dead, and I don't care if it's a attack against you or you feel offended because mm-hmm. I don't want to end up I dead. I did feel offended, very offended. I'm not going to be called a racist when we just... How was I calling you racist when you phone. were not outside my phone? I, I did not call you racist. We can play back. The fact that you are still offended and you don't understand why I am upset. I understand exactly Okay, so then upset. you don't have the right to be offended because you are not every right. single cop. You are not every cop in America. You are not the cop that you've known five years. I have friends that I have gone to school with, all white who are Trump supporters, who don't give a damn if I end up dead. So don't tell me that you knowing someone five years means anything to me and my life and my children. When my uh, 13-year-old brother is scared out of his mind, knowing that a cop shouldn't be following us or outside of my home, that is not okay. It's not okay for you to be offended for a cop that you're not even outside. If he had shot me at that moment, what, what would you have done? You're not him. So you don't get to tell me I'm offended because you pulled the race card. You're not even outside my home. Why are you offended for someone else? You should be holding them accountable, not me accountable for bringing up my race. It's not okay that he was outside my home an hour. It's not okay that you told me he he was was gone and he was still, okay, it was not okay that he was outside my home, period. And the fact that you are so... But do you, but Miss Nunn, do you understand why he was? I mean, no. Okay. I understand because, you saying that it was suspicious enough to follow me, but it's not suspicious enough to sit outside my okay. home. So, and maybe and not be, come over but, here and even acknowledge or say so, anything. Exactly. I mean, so, we all agree with you there. We, but I, you were not on the phone agreeing with me or making me right. even feel like I didn't like, even know what the situation was at that point. Go ahead. Right. So, at that particular at that particular time while he's still there, he's not putting two and two together that the the cars are turning out of Austin the driver or the name that the the license plate comes back to also returns out of Austin so he he's not he doesn't know the neighborhood he doesn't know that that I'm sorry what kind of car is it Mazda okay he doesn't know that that Mazda belongs there and that it's she's lived there the last five years then you should have stopped the moment that I stopped my car to see if I really live there instead of sitting outside my home for as long as you did the moment you heard me say i was black the moment you saw that i'm clearly upset or scared the moment that what are you sergeant captain i'm sorry the moment your sergeant called you and told you and you gave a response saying that it was suspicious whatever you should have been gone there's no reason he was you can continue to say well this wasn't that bad this wasn't that bad him following you was still a part of policy him sitting there was still part it made no sense after that point that he was still there. Well, we can pull the cab because when his vehicle moves, it's recorded. 
So I know that when we first started talking, he was still there. And you said he's still there. Almost at, at that same time, he got another call. He's on the radio. I heard him going route to the other call. And that's why I said, well, ma'am, he's not there anymore. And you kept arguing with me that he's because there. I was looking outside at him. So I know yeah. at whatever I, moment I, that you, you know. told me that he was not there anymore, that it was a lie. So regardless of how you feel, I saw that he was still there. And you have already but told me, like I'm, I'm still talking. He, you had already told me that what he did, I mean, that he said that I was suspicious. So at that moment, you have already talked to him. You have gotten confirmation of the fact that he is there because I am suspicious whatever i don't no, know what no, goes on your time. own not, but, but not, i'm talking not, about on the right. phone with him he's already talked to me telling me what this guy has said you called me you clicked back over and talked to me or whatever you did and you told me what his reason was you want to listen to y'all's y'all's tape i mean i mean i'll play it for you yeah you go ahead and to. let's let's you play it so we so though. i can I mean, go through the reasons of why how he talked okay. to me was not okay you, let's you go wanna, ahead will you log on to your to your evidence mm -hmm. you can drive from here And I want to hear the part where you are offended that I called you racist. That's what the part that I'm waiting to hear. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Each time that a black person calls y'all and tells y'all y'all feel, they feel threatened by another police, you don't get to say, well, I'm not racist. And so he couldn't possibly be doing that. That's not how it goes. You're supposed to figure out what's going on and try to help and not tell me that my... So what I'm upset about is not valid. Okay, and so I'm wrong for that. So I'm wrong for that, but you're crucifying me for that. I'm not crucifying you. I'm telling you that you're wrong. You're yeah. not apologizing. You're just saying I'm I wrong. I did apologize. You're not even letting me apologize to you. But you just said you apologize. You say I don't have the right to do this. I don't have the right to do that. You just said that you apologize. I am apologizing to you. My point in whole being here is I don't want you to feel that I don't have your back. You didn't that night when I was fearing for no, my life. Because you know why? Because you upset me very badly. Well, do you understand well, the rhetoric I... of cops getting upset and acting on that instead of acting on the no, fact I that you're a cop? Offended by it doesn't upset. matter. You're still a cop. Right. You're still paid to hold other people accountable. You're, you're, you're right. Okay, so you're you right. don't get to just say. But 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 it's personal. But here's the thing, though. It's not personal. You were felt personalized for your cop, not for. I did not ever call you racist. I don't even know you. So let's play the the thing so I can prove to you that I never called you racist. I don't think you ever called me. So racist. then, why were you offended? Because your you, the situation was pointed to the whole situation that that this whole, all thing stemmed from mm -hmm. was because you were black. Yes. So why is that offensive to you? I am black. I, I am black, and cops I'm, are killing black people in this world, in this I, I state, country, I down the street, everywhere. So why are you offended by the fact that I am saying that I am black? Why is that more offensive to you than the fact that I'm scared for my life? I don't know. I mean, I'm offended because I took it personal. That's why. And you shouldn't. You know, You're a I cop. I don't care about being a cop. I'm here to protect you. But at then the you same should time, care about being a cop. At the same time, when I talk to people, I want to personally connect with them. And I and I don't. But when I'm calling you know, about being but afraid, you're calling, you're, but most citizens play call. The, play the play the video. I can't even get logged in. Okay. Most citizens call because they're calling about a criminal act, not calling about another cop. It doesn't matter if another yeah, so, cop is doing something criminal. Right. You're you're already ready to defend the cop and not defend. That's exactly what he's saying. Well, that's the way you felt. But no, that. But, but I will tell you this. I will tell you this. I've known this man for twenty years. Oh, here y'all go. Okay. Well, well, no, but that matter. But, but, but it does matter because it does matter because I know his integrity. That doesn't and, matter in a situation if matter. something happens to me in my life. You knowing him means nothing would, to me. He would give his life for you. And at that and moment, no, he didn't care about my life because he was so offended that he, it didn't matter to him. Are you not listening to no, what he's I'm, saying? I'm you are not living in a world where you have to tell your children why they could get killed just for the way they look. So right. stop trying to tell me. If I brought someone I'm, in here who was who you felt like was you know, threatening your life because that's how I felt. I don't get to tell you. You know what? I've known them for years. So I know you felt threatened that day, but I've known him for a while. And so I don't. Can, can, you're can, minimalizing I, how no, I feel. I, and I don't mean to. You're absolutely right. I don't know what it's like to live life as a black female. I have no idea. But I, what concerns me is that night that you feared so much for your life and you didn't think that you could, that we had your back. 
I that's did what, when I okay. called. But that, that's what I'm concerned with, and that's why I want to have this conversation with you. Why I'm throwing up the, that I've known this man for 20 years and his integrity, because it has everything to do with what I'm going to tell you now. He would lay down his life for you and your kids in a heartbeat and not even think twice about Except it. Except if I'm talking and about does, one of his officers, right? Because, because he did not lay down his life when I felt like my life was threatened. Stop telling me what could happen when I'm telling you what happened to me. He is even admitting that he did wrong. He has not once said sorry. He's saying he's here to... No, he did not say sorry. He said, I'm trying to apologize, but you're not letting me. I did say... I did apologize. He never once said sorry. And you did not. You came in here with an attitude still offended because of... I'm telling you, your officer made me feel some type of way. That is not your right to be offended. You don't have the right to act off. If you serve under your badge, you don't get to play off your emotions. You should care about my life, regardless of me bringing up my race to you. That shouldn't offend you enough to just be like, you know what, I don't care. This conversation and you shouldn't. You don't get to be dismissive of my feelings when you are a cop. And not just a cop. You're a, a sergeant. That means a lot more than a cop. My brother is a cop. That means a lot to me. Don't think that me being black means I don't give a damn about a cop's life. But it doesn't mean that you get to tell me that you had my back or that you knowing his integrity means that he had my back because he did not. Just because he was offended for an officer. That doesn't mean anything. Your offense for your officer doesn't mean anything to my life. Because I was about to walk up to the officer and ask what is going on. But then I thought I could just get shot for walking in the dark up to a cop car. It could easily happen to me. That is the only reason why I did it. My kids were scared. My little brother was scared. And of course, it's not your problem, but it should be. And you didn't make me feel any better. The 911 operator didn't make me feel any better. And you made me feel 10 times worse. Play the clip. Let's play the clip. Okay. Well, I spoke to the um, I spoke to the officer, and and what he's telling me is that when y'all uh, when y'all saw him pulling out, you kind of made the first turn, and then was kind of just driving slowly through. Okay. Well, your your license plate comes back to an Austin address, so that's why he was questioning whether or not you know y'all belonged in the house or not. So. Well, he's not still. He, he's not still there, but. And he was um, still there. Saw that radio traffic as well. I heard him leaving. Okay. If he was still there, he was still there. I wasn't there. So he's pull up the blip right now. You can see it on the. I mean, go ahead, come right in here. Just want to hear this. Never said anyone was racist. Why did, 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 oh, wait, 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 That's wait, when wait. you got offended right there. I'm not going to, I'm not going to take it, all right? You're not going to take me gonna saying I'm black and I got followed? That I'm not accusing your, anyone. I'm black and he we, followed we me. That's exactly what I said. We can't vote Charlie. Do you hear how he's talking to me? Yeah, okay. Exactly. Okay. No, he he followed you because you made a direct turn. After you saw him, and then you were see, and, and then, then you're you accusing me of making a direct turn after I saw him. So no, I did not. I didn't even see him until he got behind. He doesn't even know that you're so black. So that's not why I turned. Oh my god! Oh my god! Can't even believe she's saying this. It's ridiculous. Okay, I'm not. I'm not going to be able to talk anything to you because you've already got your mind made Do up. You and, hear this? and so I can't. You know, I can't say anything to you. You know. Yes, ma'am, we're here to protect you, not to follow you for no reason. 
never rude to him or anything. Never yelled, never raised my voice. He was just very so, condescending. So, Listen to the way he's talking to me. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna harp on the twenty minute thing. Ma'am, I don't I don't know if it makes any sense to you or not. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Because I'm I work in this profession. It's a suspicious vehicle and we have to follow vehicle. All right, I can't talk if you're gonna continue to talk. But, but okay. Do you really not think that it was a suspicious vehicle? No, I don't think it's suspicious because I know I have many friends who come visit me. So what is suspicious about the fact okay, that my so plates go to Austin? Many people, I could be from Arkansas. Right. Right. So three o'clock in the morning. Or it whatever. was not three o'clock. Okay. It was like 10. Okay. 10 o'clock late at night. It's Buda. Buda shut okay. down at yeah. probably 930. Plates come back to Austin. I'm, I told you we're, we get hammered with burglaries he thought you were a burglary suspect like i said i would have lit you up at the stop sign i would have pulled you over at the stop sign went up there introduced myself asked for your driver's license asked you know what's going on you said well i'm going home all right where do you live at well i live on all right, have a good night. Be safe. Use okay, your right. And he did not do that. He didn't and do that. And the moment he, and he, all he did was loop around the corner. And we were still, I got out. My daughter, who was in a car seat, I got out. My older daughter and our my dog and my little brother. So the time to do all of that as he rolled around, he had to have seen us get out of this house. There's no way. He just thought we were still sitting in this car and his car was dark. And and even if you felt me. like that, why have you not came to ask us why we were, are sitting here? Yeah, it makes no sense. I, I can't tell you that. I, I, I exactly. Can't. So this is what I'm talking about, about why I felt the way I felt that night, especially about what's going on in the world. And this is what I get when I call about my concern. This and this demeanor right now, because he's upset that I have the, the audacity to bring my race into it. When someone just was killed for being looking or looking like me, it is it's offensive for you to have someone black who gets, who people like us get killed all the time, it's offensive for you to bring up my race to you. Like, how is that offensive to you? It is offensive for me to see people like me get killed all the time by people who look like you and then call you, be very calm, be very nice. I was not rude at all. I was explaining how I felt. And the moment you heard black, you were dismissive. It is not okay to be a cop and understand what's going on right now and just be dismissive of the fact that I brought up my race. I never once called you racist. So I can't there be is no personality within this, within, with me being white. You are a cop. So you don't. I am. I used to be a then. teacher. I used to be a teacher. It doesn't matter yeah. how much I get offended by these children. I'm not going to demean a child. You were demeaning to me in a in a moment where I felt like I may lose my life, and you didn't care because you were offended that I brought up me being black. It'd be different if I brought up. If it'd be different if I said all oh, y'all is racist and you racist. That'd be different, and it would still not be okay the well, way you talk to me. Like I'm still talking. Now. Please do not talk over me. I'm still talking over. I mean, I'm still talking. You don't get to just say oh i'm emotional so i can you are a sergeant you are a cop who has been a cop for a long time you don't get to say you brought up being black and that offended me so now i don't care about the rest of this conversation or your life you saying that you know him that long his integrity and you feeling he has integrity means nothing to me when if i could have died that night he didn't give a damn he didn't give a damn because I brought up the fact that I was black. And you heard in that conversation, I didn't say he was racist. I didn't say the cop was racist. I said, I am black and I'm being followed and I'm scared. And my children are scared. And his response was to get offended and not give a damn about my life for the rest of that call. I'm sorry that you felt he didn't give a damn. You didn't, I mean, he's admitting pretty much that he really didn't care because he got I offended. Just, I just, I just don't you, like I didn't I'm care. You, I'm, I'm telling you that I'm sorry that you felt that way. And I'm telling you that you being sorry doesn't mean anything to my well, life. How can, well, how can we fix Because this? you, your attitude, I'm going to tell you right now, the, the next time that someone is calling you and their life feels in jeopardy, it doesn't matter what they say. You should take that seriously. Right. I don't care right. what color they are. But you came in just now and you still felt offended by I the did. conversation. I did. Can we, let's just play the rest of it. Can we just hear the end, the whole conversation? Okay. Ma'am, he's not still there. He's not, he's not still there. He's not still there. 
Oh my gosh, wow. See? We're going to go all the way there. What is wrong with going there? People are getting killed for being black. You don't get to minimalize and tell people who are black, don't bring that up. Don't bring up what's really happening to y'all because that's not happening uh -huh. here. That's now? where I mean, you're completely talk, wrong. Um, it's happening I mean, everywhere. You're not allowing me to even explain anything to you at all or even try to explain anything to you. I'm not, I'm not off the phone, ma'am. And then my phone. My I'm not off the phone. phone. Whenever the screen goes out, apparently I lose the call. So I have to log yes, back on. Yes, ma'am, I'm not the, off the phone. Put the screen back on, and then I, you heard me. I'm not off the phone. I've been here the whole time. Oh, and I'm recording also, so we can document what I'm trying to tell you. And maybe if you give me an opportunity to explain to you instead of talking over me, we can, he can kind of make me in the middle somewhere. Maybe you can understand what I'm what I'm telling you. Okay, this is what we're going to do. So if you need to, if you need or want to make a formal complaint, you can just come up to the Butte Police Department in the morning, and they'll give you a complaint form, and you can fill out all of your concerns in writing, and we'll start an internal investigation because. You're, you're not going to hear what I have to say anyway. You've got your mind made up as to what the reason is. You're not allowing me to talk. You're not allowing me to talk. So the only... The only explanation, can you please, can you please, okay, you want an explanation, let me give you one. The only explanation that I have for you is that he felt that you were a suspicious vehicle and that you're driving the neighborhood slowly, okay, and that you apparently pulled into an address that you don't belong at. That's it. We do this all the time for everybody that is suspicious. It's no, it's not because you're black or anything else. It's because he thought that your vehicle was suspicious. That's it. Nobody's trying to endanger your life or anything else. You know, there is no, there is. Well, we, man, we, he just came to the ship a few months ago. He doesn't even know all of the neighbors in the, you know, everybody's vehicles that belong in people's houses. So, and he, and he works at night, so. You know, I can't, I can't hammer this guy for, for him following somebody who he said it, it's a suspicious vehicle. They were acting suspicious, so I followed him. He doesn't, he doesn't know it's your neighborhood. So his comment. Oh my gosh. Okay. Sure, oh I'll God. explain you that courtesy you have not shown me. Okay, can I talk now? All right, you rambled on and told me your concern, okay? 
And I'm telling you, when I, when I asked him, he said there was no dome light on and nobody got out of the vehicle. Can I talk now? Can I talk now? Can I talk now? You gonna allow me to talk? Hello. Hello. That's the thing. You thought I was talking over you. I could not hear you. It sounded like you were just not talking for a long time. Yeah, that was, and that's. Hey, ma'am, are you there, Miss Nunn? Yeah. At the end of the day. It's obvious we failed you that night. Plain and simple. Where do we move forward from here? Because I want you, I want your kids, when they see a beautiful police car rolling by, I want them to be able to wave. Hey, that's officer so-and-so, or he's here to protect me. I don't want your kid to live in fear, just like I wouldn't want my kid to live in fear. So how do we... How do we fix this? How do we look, let me know how we fixed it? Did I mean, we screw up that night? Yes. Can we do better? Yes. Will we do better? I hope to hell we do. I mean, <sighs> and I really am sorry. You're just going to have to help me fix this so that I understand exactly where you're coming from because I really don't. I really don't. What I feel like is I've, I've worked my whole life to make sure that you don't feel offended by anything that I do, especially as a white person. I am a cop. I want to serve the community. I'm not like everyone else. We, all of us in this agency hurt for what happened just last week. And we never want to see that happen here. But obviously you and I have a huge disconnect in the way that that you feel and the way that I think you feel there's a disconnect there and I you, you got to educate me exactly on how how I can handle this better in the future because literally this is not even a I'm not I'm not getting written up or or any there's no discipline yeah, here obviously. but it should be you need to discipline me then and tell me how I can fix it Compassion. The fact that I came in here and he has have had to be apologetic for this situation. He didn't do anything. He wasn't there. The fact that you were the person that I called and the moment I brought up, I listened to the tape just now. The moment that I brought up being black and the fact that I'm being followed, you were done. You didn't care. You, that is the problem. That is the problem with a lot of cops. It is always, every time we get stopped or anything happens, it's always, I'm black and you're a cop. It, you like I can't teach you compassion. You should listen to the fact that a woman is on the phone, scared for her life, and instead of hearing compassion, you heard you're black. You trying to say we racist? Now whatever happens to you just happens. Like you can make a formal complaint. Had that officer, and you're saying you know him, but had I walked up to him and he felt threatened and shot me, at the end of the day, no policy was no policy was broken. You, you you didn't do anything that bad, but be mean to me on the phone. But that would have proved right then you didn't give a damn about my life. You gave a damn about protecting your officer and protecting your, and protecting your integrity. That's what you cared about the moment I said that I was black. Because never once on the phone did I call anyone racist. I said I'm black and being followed, and that makes me feel some type of. I said I was uncomfortable and I was scared. And not only did I get followed, he sat outside my house. All you heard was black and followed. I'm racist. And you defended yourself. You, you're wherever you were in a desk, in a car, safe. I did not feel safe. I was scared. I was scared after I made a complaint. I was scared that whole night. I stayed with my mom for a week. You don't know what that feels like. And I'm not saying that y'all should ever have to go through. I don't want anyone to feel how I had to feel that night. I have never felt like that. But the fact that I called someone who I felt like was going to have my back, like he said, you absolutely did not. You told me basically, like, I, I'm offending you for even calling feeling this way. When I see the shit that happens all the time, that's why I'm upset. I can't teach anyone compassion. I don't care what anyone looks like. I would give my life for anyone. So the fact that I don't care. I used to be a supervisor. I was supervised at the post office. Anyone came in telling me one of my employees, it could be my best friend. They came in here telling me your employee was so rude and blah, blah. The first thing I'm not going to say is I know her and I've been knowing her. She didn't do that. I'm going to go ask her what the hell she was doing. What are you doing to make someone this upset at you? That is what someone in charge does. 
They don't get offended. I don't care if that lady told me I was ugly or whatever. It is my job to make sure that this does not happen again or that she does not have this complaint. So the moment I called, I was not rude to you. I wasn't rude to you. Even at the end of the conversation, you were yelling. You were like, oh, my God. You were like a disgruntled teen who didn't give a damn about what their mom was telling them. You were literally like, oh, oh, here you go, the black man. You're just going to go. Now you're going to bring up black lives that get killed by cops as if this is any anything remotely the same. It is exactly the same. It happens to us. It happened to many people in my family. It happened to people in high school. Like, it has happened my whole life. You can't sit here and tell me when I'm calling you that I'm black and I fear my life that, oh, here you go. It's not like a criminal is following you. You're being followed by a cop and you don't feel safe. Why do you not think I don't feel safe? And it's not your responsibility to change my narrative. It's your responsibility to do your job so I don't have that narrative. And I don't feel that way. So no, you telling me him apologizing for you doesn't mean shit to me. No, because I could have lost my life that night. And even if you think you know that man, you don't know how the situation could have turned up if I walked to him to get a response. Like white people can do all the time. White people can get upset and challenge a cop. I can never do that. Yeah, I can do it now because you, I'm having the floor, but I couldn't walk up to him that night and say, what the hell are you doing outside my house? I don't know what could have happened to me, but I was scared being in my house. I was too scared to go back to my mom's house that night because I thought I would get followed again. I was fucking terrified. Like, I'm not just saying this just to make a ruckus or something. I was scared. Like, my children were literally scared. My little brother was old enough to understand that the shit was not okay. You will never understand how I felt that night. And he will never get it how I feel every time a cop passes me when I'm in the car. You don't understand that feeling. So the least you could do is have compassion. And no matter if you hear that I'm black and you don't feel like you're racist, have compassion for the situation that's happening. Like he said, come down there, figure out the situation. Had he literally walked up to my house and knocked on the door and said what happened, I would have slept sound, like I would have slept great at night. I would have known I talked to this man. I would have put a name to a face. I would have gotten understanding, but I have just called 911. The operator told me, stop calling because this isn't serious. The sergeant has told me, I know this guy, so who cares? Like, make a formal complaint tomorrow if you feel some type of way. And the cop is still outside my house. That's what I just experienced. I still don't feel okay now. I'm trying to get out of my lease over this shit. Y'all don't understand how that feels. So for me to call and then get that attitude and you come here with the same attitude is not okay. Thank you for apologizing and I accept it, but I want things to change because I don't want anyone to feel how I felt that night. I don't want my children growing up feeling how I feel all the time. I'm tired I, of this I shit. Don't want to either. I've been here five years and never experienced anything like that. I've been pulled over from my tags being out when I just got my car, and I have never been demeaned the way you demeaned me that day. Over me saying that I'm black. That shit's not okay, and I don't know how to teach you to not act like that. That's it. I guess I feel like I, I'm because I have black friends and I grew up in a black neighborhood and I feel like I'm, you know, like I know the black race. I guess I don't, and don't I? I guess I don't. No, there's no way to know how it feels. It doesn't matter. People of other colors, it doesn't, y'all don't know how it feels to just sit up there and it be broadcasted that you're killed all the time for doing nothing. Nothing. People running up in your house. I don't know if he was just going to run in my house and shoot me. He would get away with it. My life would mean nothing. So me calling you, expressing this is not just to waste your damn time. But he wouldn't have gotten away with anything. Okay. He really wouldn't have. Miss Nunn, you're absolutely right. I have no idea. But it breaks my heart that you're in here. And you're just, I mean, that on that, you're just going to trust me that we're trying to do the right thing. I want you to know that you can call us at any time. We failed you that night. I hope if given the opportunity, we won't fail you again. And I don't know how, I mean, you're just gonna have to trust me on that. And I know that's, uh, we don't really have that relationship. But, um, I don't want you to get out of your lease though. I don't want you to leave Utah because of that experience that you have with me. How are your kids doing? Are they? My they... daughters are fine. My little brother is just like, he just doesn't understand what the hell is going on. That, on top of everything that just happened, he's like, what the hell? I'm not even supposed to leave the house or something. Miss Nunn, I don't even know what the hell is going on right now either. So I don't even know how your little brother feels. I can't even begin to understand how he feels, nor would I try. 
I didn't make a complaint. And even when I made the complaint, I said, I don't want anyone to be in trouble. I don't, I'm not trying to, to bring down a force, anything. I just want to feel safe. That's the only reason I called that night. Nothing else. Not to call you racist, not to call the department racist. I have never experienced any racism with the cops when I've been pulled over here, ever, never. That's not what I'm calling for. I'm calling because I feel unsafe and you're supposed to call the cops when you feel unsafe. That's and I, it. And I'm sorry, I wish you would have said that. I wish you would have said that to me. I would have, I would have, it makes total sense. Absolutely total sense. I don't know what else and it, it, and it might have just, it might have just turned me around, you know? Maybe no, we, we just, I think it was poor communication on, on his part. You know? It absolutely um, was. You know, we failed you. Um, this is going to be a learning lesson for, for all of us. Um, you know, things could have been handled and should have been handled differently and better that night. But I don't, I don't want to see you leave, Buda. Do you think it would be, and I don't want to pour salt on the wound or anything like that, do you think it would be beneficial if your brother talked to one of us or? No. No. I don't think it's going to matter. I don't think he's scared about the cops. I don't think he will want to anyway. Yeah. He's really, he's really distant from the world. He's just really, I don't know. I just wanted to understand. That's all I wanted. Just to understand. I wasn't, I just, I don't know. That's all. I hope it gets better. That's all I can say. Well, this profession needs to change. It needed to change for years and years. We try, but we're human and we, we screw up. We make mistakes and it's obvious that night we made mistakes. It doesn't change the way you felt that night. And if I could change that, I would not do it in a heartbeat. Thank you, I appreciate that. I really do. Um, please, if you ever need anything, uh, here's my card. I got it. I got it already. Okay. I got it from the front. Okay. Um, I'm going to write my cell phone on here. It's work cell phone. I'm not going to call you sometimes. Okay. I, we can be 2 o'clock in the morning. You call me. I'll do my best answer.